0: Systematic. Systematic, recorded in Humboldt Park, Chicago. Systematic Podcast, hosted by Twin, by twin sisters. sisters, It's a Magic Podcast, Alexis and Samantha. Samantha. Just in case your friends <laughs> ask, Systematic Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Systematic Podcast, the show about politics, pop culture, and, and sisterhood. sisterhood. We're your co hosts. I'm Alexis. And I'm Sam. And this is our fifth episode of fifth full-length episode yes full fifth full-length episode of your you know your favorite monthly podcast <laughs> we ideally wanted to do this like a bi-weekly podcast guys but it's so hard <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to keep up you know scheduling guests and and editing and all that yeah but we're here mm-hmm we got a great amazing guest for you today all of our guests are amazing <laughs> um we pick them ourselves yeah so we might be biased but uh yeah we have Runzi on the show today she's really great and uh we're gonna get to that but first you know gonna give you some current events real quick from our pov all right so let's get into pop culture first sam what are we gonna talk about we're talking about instagram removing likes uh what i mean by this is they're doing an experimental trial that just began in the u.s where they are removing the total number of likes from public view on instagram if you have an instagram you probably know what i'm talking about but um normally you go on instagram and it's like oh this picture was like by alexis and 500 others now when you go on it just says this picture was liked by alexis and others or th- and thousands of others so a lot of people are really freaking out about this um people it's a big change yeah it it is um, for a, a social media platform that is so centered on quantifying popularity mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people are freaking out and according to facebook or or you know instagram which is owned by facebook they are doing this because of like mo mental health motivations um they think that removing likes will like make people feel better and feel less pressure to post you know which i think is valid people compare themselves themselves to other people and you know associate that with like their self-worth or like social capital and i think it affects can affect a lot of younger people too who might be like more sensitive or vulnerable also just like Mm self-esteem like body image issues things like that so i'm like i get it but i don't think that that they're um telling the whole truth about you don't think that's their real their motive. real motivation i'm like it could be like slight part of it but not really a lot of other people think this that they're basically just trying to disrupt the influencer economy as you may or may not know every day like millions of dollars are being like trans- exchanged. exchanged from businesses to from like brands and businesses to influencers on instagram and Facebook knows this, Instagram knows this, and they're upset that they're not getting a cut. So I think this is their way to wedge themselves in there. Nothing is official yet, but you know, I am expecting something to come out in the near future, some type of app or something that basically makes them like the middleman. man. Mm-hmm. That it'll be something that like businesses or something can pay for, or uh, like influencers can sign up for, and it's gonna like be something that matches their analytics and like whatever they'll get a cut of it right okay yeah so you think instagram is planning on uh releasing some type of middleman app or function that's embedded in instagram or maybe something. it'll be like a monthly subscription or a um a fee that you pay each time you want to use the app to access or like, like yeah what are the top performing posts or accounts like uh-huh. in Fashion right or in this niche area, uh-huh. um, and using Instagram will make is trying to make a profit off of basically selling these analytics or yes, connecting connect totally, I definitely think that's what's gonna happen. A lot of influencers don't seem like too worried about removing likes; they think that they're just gonna figure out other ways to like track engagement, whether it's like you know focusing on comments are focusing on like live story views or like or just focusing on making great content right and like you still see how many followers someone has even though followers can be bought but like if it's like a famous person or like someone that is like has a popular page, I think the brands are still gonna know that they're like popular. So anyway, people. But will it be harder for people who are just starting out? Yeah. To garner attention. Pro I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. But like, yeah, a lot of people are concerned about, um, you know, running like their businesses and like creative people and um, you know, just like people who make a living off of Instagram. So this could really like change uh, a lot of people's lives potentially. And we're just gonna have to keep an on how um it folds out i still see my likes but i feel like this is like most likely the future even though they're saying nothing is official i think this is the the future i think it's here to stay they're gonna remove the like so prepare yourself so speaking of things we need to prepare ourselves for What's up with politics, Alexis? I know we're in the second week of the impeachment hearings. What do people need to know about that? Yes. So Congress is currently holding impeachment hearings and looking into whether or not the U.S. president did or did not commit an impeachable offense, specifically in how President Trump handled conversations and foreign policy dealings with the country of Ukraine. I'm not sure how far into the details that you think I should get. Like, do you think most people have an understanding of why? No, I don't think Manny knows. Okay. Um, I mean, well, basically, Trump was like, hey, Ukraine, you know this money that was already promised to you for your military aid we're not gonna give it to you unless you promise to publicly investigate my political rival and his family joe biden right exactly so yeah that's a great impression um i'm sorry (laughs) it's a weird voice yeah so that's a good summary um president trump was basically trying to pressure the president of ukraine to open a attack an investigation against joe biden who's running against trump for president um and he was asking Ukraine to quote unquote do him a favor Um, and in exchange for doing this favor Trump would release millions of dollars in US military aid that was supposed to be going to Ukraine so basically that they really need yeah money that Ukraine really needs to fortify its military um, against Russian attacks Mm -hmm. so uh, it's a pretty clear bribery situation happening here um, and Trump got got caught Because uh, a whistleblower, someone in the U.S. intelligence community, came forward and said, hey, I heard about this call that Trump had with the president of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I think something fishy is happening. I really think people should look into it. And that is what has led to where we are now Uh. with the impeachment hearings um, in Congress. And so far, it is not looking good for Mm -hmm. the president. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucked to... um, you know people i might be like oh presidents like trade shit all the time like what's so bad about this but it's like no he is literally like con- it's okay yeah it's okay to trade things with other countries that or is in the interest make the... compromises um foreign policy dealings with other countries like that, you're saying when the trade is in the best interests of the country of the american people and yeah of what's best for the people of yes. america not what's best for the Him. president that's just an abuse of your office he literally trying to use, like withhold like taxpayer money and like all this shit um and compromising our uh military integrity our foreign aid like foreign policy national security yeah yeah so it's it's fucked up and i'm just like impeach 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 is that the chant isn't that the chance i don't know that can be your chance <laughs> um i mean we can only hope that at least impeachment but it's a long process it's a complicated process um right now impeachment hearings are being held in the house so the house could vote hold impeachment uh vote they could vote to impeach a president and win with a majority in the house uh but that's still we would still need other things to happen in order for the president to really be removed from office right um, it's it's a whole process i'm like would they even get there by the time the new election rolls around it's like a whole thing everything's up in the air i but mean the fact that you would need republic the republican party to also step forward and say hey we're drawing a line here this is our president this is our guy we put him into office but we're drawing the line at bribing foreign countries to help you win an election so far it looks like they're not doing that. so yet, far but... they're not they're sticking to their mans and could only hope that they come to their senses and stand up for the integrity of our country and our constitution agree or that trump just realizes that he got fucking caught and like resigns that would be crazy or like stop running at least for next year or some shit but again we can only hope for the best because the the democratic party isn't in power right now um so it's really going to take everyone regardless of party to um, stand up for what's right in this situation mm-hmm. and that's that on that um if you're interested in learning and like keeping up with the hearings there's more this week so like there's a bunch of live streams tune in and hit us up let us know what you think um you know form your own opinion and we would love to hear from you also like about instagram what's your view on them taking away the likes um or just like if you have other things you want us to talk about in the next episode let us know we'd love to hear from you if you have a second leave us a comment a rate or review on whatever platform you're listening on we really appreciate it yes we are always looking forward to hearing your feedback and hearing your comments and thoughts so never hesitate to hit us up and let us know what you're thinking And without further ado, here's this week's guest, the very talented Runzi.
1: How was, were you both at the White House? oh yeah uh we weren't at the white house but we
0: were like in, in the con- congressional like oh my office God. building that's awesome yeah yeah it was an experience we just talked about that in the episode that we like just dropped um but yeah we like ran into AOC
1: it was so crazy yeah. great do you want some wine no, no, I'm good. Thank you. Good. I have a coffee. I
0: opened it, so it's <laughs> um, it's a uh, two p.m. here, drinking some wine. You know, oh, like, it's recording, right? Yeah, we <laughs> uh, we sitting here with Runzi. Hello, um, everyone. Uh, also known as Esperanza, right?
1: No, I'm actually Esperanza, also known as yes, Runzi. Yes. yes. <laughs> do you have like a preference, like do you? No, I feel like Esperanza is more. Like, I, I actually, when I'm in professional meetings, I like Runzi because I feel like it's my work name. Yeah. And when I'm just, like, anyone that knows me, I'm like, you call me Esperanza. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also, like, more family-based. Like, my family calls me Esperanza, or people that have known me for a while. But then when people call me Esperanza in meetings, I'm like, why? You know, it's Runzi. I'm here as Runzi. Yeah. Like, damn. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. And Esperanza means hope, hope. right? hmm and your last name is Rosas, which yes. is
0: Roses, right? Yes.
1: Which is already just, like, really a dope name. I know. I actually grew up hating my name. I thought it was too long and too Mexican until I grew up and I, like, learned to love it. I was like, oh, this is actually dope. Like, yeah. it means something so nice. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it just flows so nice off the tongue when you say it correctly. Yeah. Now I'm like, no, it's not Esperanza. It's Esperanza. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I. You said, like, you felt like your name was too mexican growing up and like i'm like the opposite my dad was adopted so my Mm -hmm. last our last name is german Mm -hmm. so i'm just like yeah our last name is smizer (laughs) which (laughs) is not reflective of Um, us or our family at all yeah so
1: it's like funny how your name can have like
0: yeah i don't know an impact on like the your identity yeah
1: no for sure especially growing up i just always thought like oh i want to be I don't know I can't think of it. I want to be Sam you know like it's my name <laughs> yeah exactly like I want to be Sam I don't want to be So like people already know I stand out when you say like my name mm-hmm.
0: but now I love it yeah it's dope mm-hmm. so also okay wait so to cover the basics yeah you're you're like a multidisciplinary visual artist and like illustrator right mm-hmm. photography design different types of things and you are from
1: chicago yes south side right yes what like what part uh by it's called slag valley it's by in between this neighborhood called south daring and the east side which is five minutes from indiana mm-hmm. so it's just that literally cross cross that line and mm-hmm. you hit indiana still dope. chicago <laughs> yeah that's dope do you still stay out there or? yeah i still commute
0: every day Wait, one more question about your name. Can we ask, like, where Runzy comes... Like, where did you... How did you come up with that, or...? I've
1: always... I've always had the... The... I feel like I've always had the question asked, and then I never... I'm never ready to tell the full story. <laughs> well, it's okay if you um, don't want to tell it. <laughs> it's just, a. Uh, I I mean, I used to... Basically, I used to rep it a lot. Because... When I started repping my name, I used to hang out with all the graffiti boys back mm-hmm. in the day, and that's what I used to throw up. Like, yeah. I used to throw up Renzi with huge, like, uh, U.S. Postal Service stickers. Mm-hmm. But I used to be like, oh, I want to make it cute. I actually want to make art on these and get all the paint markers and, like, do cartoons out of my name. And then from there, it just kind of stuck onto me. Cool. And I think I just repped it so much that. I started. Everybody started to know me as Runzi. Yeah,
0: no, it's great because it's like really unique. Mm-hmm. So there's like only one. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a good part. It, it's a good one. I saw that you graduated from UIC, right? Mm-hmm. And Alexis graduated from UIC too. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you were studying like criminology, mm-hmm. right? And minor you like minored in art, mm-hmm. which is like an interesting mix like, duo. Yeah. yeah did you have like before becoming more of like a full-time artist you have like I don't know a different idea or like plan of what you might do with that
1: so I when I was in college I didn't I'm trying to think back at my college days I'm like I feel like that was so long ago but when I was in college I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do the whole time so I was doing the gen ed requirements right with all the criminal justice uh, classes at the same time. And it hit a point where I hit all the gen ed credits and I didn't have any more. And I was like, Oh, well now we're like two years in and mm-hmm. I still haven't decided what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just doing, um, I ended up just following through with the criminal justice. Cause I thought it was fun. I always liked it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is fun. But, and I was good at it. Like, I used to ace everything. It's nice when you're in college and you know you could get hundreds and A's and you understand it. But at the same time, simultaneously, I was taking a lot of sociology classes. I was also very good at that. So I was taking, like, I remember that's when, that's actually how I became uh, vegan and vegetarian and started that. Because I was taking sociology of, like, medicine Mm -hmm. and sociology of, like, all of these things And this was while I was doing my criminal justice classes. So I was following this career path. But had I not taken the sociology classes, I would have just, I don't know, probably became a cop or something. Mm -hmm. And then once I actually started seeing how messed up the world was and seeing like, yo, like I can't follow through with this path in a career where I'm becoming a problem in the system like Mm -hmm. i actually love to help people i love to educate um you know i'm very compassionate and i just didn't think i just didn't know at that point like what i was gonna do so i keep following this career path and now i'm like okay what would i do in this career that's not a cop at all Mm -hmm. i'm like maybe i could do this in my benefit where i can you know help people that are you know my passion is to help um Or to tell stories of like people that are part of the criminal justice system, gang members and all of that. And I'm like, okay, so how can I actually help now? So I'm like, maybe I can do uh, the way I thought about it. I'm like, damn, maybe I could be a lawyer. I'm like. Well if I'm a lawyer my ass is going to want to do Pro bono with everything Mm -hmm. So I'm like alright so I'm like I really want to go to Law school for like this amount of years X that out then from there I was like alright maybe I what else did I want to do I'm like maybe I want to be A professor maybe I had so Many ideas on how to use this career to my benefit until i was like damn i literally don't want any more school now so i'm like okay i'm taking at the same school is rough right it's so rough i used to cry all the time I'm like this like, <laughs> grad
0: school right now dying <laughs> oh, no
1: i can't oh, i can't die. do it i low-key now i want to go back i'm like oh i miss like learning all the time and just being passionate But I'm like, all right, I did that for four years. Like, I'm straight now. But at the same time, I was taking art classes, and I was in Kevin Kloval's class. Mm -hmm. And I I just thought it was cool, like, now to see...
0: Alexis took one of Kevin's classes, Yeah, it was cool. Mm -hmm. He
1: was such a good teacher. So then um, I, from there, I was like, all right, so maybe what I can do and I was in these photography classes. And I was, again, taking the knowledge in my criminal justice class and applying it now on how I spoke about artwork. And, you know, this is why, like, I was schooling everyone in photography mm-hmm. class. Like, no, that's well, that's why you can't go to Africa and take pictures of people. Right. Like, no, like, that's not what you do with, mm-hmm. with art, you know? Like, you can't... These p- people aren't, like, for you to, like just exploit their story but it's because i had this knowledge again from my sociology classes from Mm -hmm. my criminal justice classes till i hit a point that i was like all right i don't want to go to school anymore i'm about to graduate i love doing this but i'm like why don't i just test the waters and apply this within my art Mm -hmm. and like just be vocal about what i believe and what i want to show and like reflect this in projects and that's how i'm like what was the original question now that's why (laughs) i didn't end up doing criminal justice right Yeah. yeah yeah
0: no that's a really interesting story i yeah. think <laughs> um i think like there's never like one path like to get somewhere right yeah. everybody's just like on their own journey but i think that it's really interesting i was we were watching your um tedx talk mm-hmm. which is like super cool <laughs> and you, you. yeah i think that like the concept of you were talking about like people of color in like being left out Mm -hmm. in like academia right Mm -hmm. in like especially like yeah in like art history Mm -hmm. all all different types of history but like art history like a lot of like people of color artists are like often like left out of like the narratives i mean it happens so often for sure yeah you know i have like a degree in fine art Mm -hmm. and like i can think of maybe like maybe one like puerto rican artist that like we even mentioned, yeah. like off the top of my head, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's fucked up that like the academia is priority, obviously prioritizing certain people's stories and histories, and it's not just for art, right? It's like all across the board.
1: Yeah, and even when I was in those classes, when my professors were amazing, that that actually was a blessing, where I can go and speak to my professors, and they would take my input and apply it to what we were learning in class Mm -hmm. and they would even think about it within their teaching method i remember i i spoke to one of my professors and i was like you know like i love what you're teaching i'm like you're i'm learning so much from you on different photographers and because this was a photography class i'm like i'm learning so much on different forms of art like why you know i wanted to be the i've always wanted to be the best at anything i could Mm -hmm. do you know and I'm like, you're you're helping me get there by everything you're teaching me. But at the same time, I'm like, I just feel like in order to better the way you educate these students, you should also think about incorporating uh, different artists of color. I'm like, in kind of expanding that spectrum. Mm-hmm. And she's like you're right like i no one has ever told me this but thank you and and she literally we still keep in touch every time i go to new york i'm like yo like i'm in i'm in town like let's have lunch or something and she's like i'm so proud of you but you know it's like it's we have to even when we have these conversations, I feel like just me having that conversation with her, it wasn't a method of me attacking her way of teaching. It was me of like, yo, you know what? Like you really would help other students that look like me. And I understand like why you taught, you're teaching us what you're teaching us, but I'm like next, next semester, let's better this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like it helped her grow and now it's going to help like the future generation of students that she's teaching just by that conversation. Totally. That's dope
0: yeah no i definitely felt similarly and i know they recently just started a mexican history class nice. um but students had to like organize for a, a while to try and like get a, a mexican mm-hmm. um woman on faculty mm-hmm. to like teach the class and show that there was a really a demand for students yeah. wanting to take that class
1: and even then it's like uh i took i think like a class on white american history but even then like you could learn the history, but how does that inter, mm-hmm. like, twine with art? Like, how do you create great art? How do you use this to still, while still following, like, the same, m- like, method of teaching an art class? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how How do you become a great artist that also happens to be uh, Mexican or, like, yeah. s- in that mm-hmm. sense? Like, you know, like, and it's, like, that's, again, where, where... That gap is where you can learn about. They they have the the knowledge in one end, but it's like you just need to put those two together because that's what we need at this point. Mm -hmm.
0: Totally Mm -hmm. agree. (laughs) So, how long have you like been making art? Like, was this something that you've always like done since you were a kid, or like how did you really like start getting into it?
1: Well, I've always done it as a kid. I just never saw it as something that I could do for my life mm-hmm. I mean I I was actually talking to my mom I'm doing tomorrow I'm going to my neighbor, well, not my neighborhood school. I'm going, it is my neighborhood school, but it's a high school. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm going there and I'm like, throughout the years that I've been doing artist talks, I think about what I'm going to tell them just because for some classes, they do not pay attention to me at all. They, mm-hmm. they literally act like I'm the most boring person in the world. And I'm like, all right, let's get better at this. Yeah. Like, what do you want to uh, talk about with this? So I was thinking about it. And like, I guess my position to come and tell people from the neighborhood I grew up in and from that stance I'm like okay we what I thought about was we don't grow up thinking that we can work with Mm -hmm. the brands that we see on tv that's unrealistic Mm -hmm. and we think that the only thing that we can do is again become a police officer become a nurse become I don't know what a traditional Mm -hmm. like career path totally a teacher um like we just think those are the options. Right. And then especially like just thinking about where we where I come from, it's like okay, and if that's not an option for many of these specifically um young males in the community, if that's not an option, if you know you don't want to be a nurse, if mm-hmm. you don't know you don't want to be a cop, if mm-hmm. you know you don't want to be a teacher, then you're like fuck Life has no other opportunity for me than the streets, right? Because I'm never going to be anything, and that I feel like now, thinking back about going tomorrow to to this class to speak to them, I'm like, I can go up there and I'm like, hey, I'm actually a living example Mm -hmm. that like I I ain't rich, but I'm doing what I love, and it's like you know, like you could do it too, and if you if you need the resources, like now we're coming together as a community to kind of like I feel like we could be like yo like. I need to send these kids to this art program. Mm-hmm. Like, how, can y'all help me raise some funds or something? Yeah. And I feel like we could do that now. And it's like growing up, I always wanted to be an artist. I used to literally when go to my local, um, my local branch of bank branch Mm -hmm. and i used to enter every single contest and every single contest i would always win it and they'd be like does your mom color your stuff i'm like no like you could pull out a sheet i'll color this right now and like i'm gonna (laughs) win it and i used to i remember there was this tricks uh tricks are for kids the cereal yeah the cereal um there was a contest on who could like color in the back of the box. It was like a nationwide contest. You at, won? It was at a Dominic's. Remember Dominic's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was at a Dominic's and I won. It was like a, i won like a fifty or hundred dollar savings bond. But like all of <laughs> these things throughout my life kind of were pointing at me through yeah. my an art career. And like even thinking then like every time someone would ask me, What do you want to do? I'm like, I want to be an art teacher. Mm-hmm. And I just never found it possible because I'm like, oh, teachers already are kind of yeah. struck. Like they're not getting paid what they're mm-hmm. supposed to be. And many, they're the first and, to be cut and too. I, I'm like, even then so many art programs aren't even in these schools yeah. that kids need. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, so I guess that's not a career path for me. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like after everything kind of aligned in my life and I'm like, okay, like I started again, I the next point in life that kind of led me to this was when I won an art contest online on Instagram and like that's when I was like alright well maybe this is everything in my life has pointed towards this why don't we just test it yeah and that's when again i was in college crying every day about this criminal justice degree Mm -hmm. that i didn't want to keep going to school because i thought i was doing something else with art and then everything like i was just balancing like all right stay Mm. up every night till like 4 a.m go to school i used to actually take 2 p.m classes just because i knew i never slept yeah and then that kind of just pointed where i am now that's awesome can we
0: talk a little bit more like about your art and the art that you make mm-hmm. um, from the looks of some of your portrait work? It looks like charcoal or like charcoal pencils mm-hmm. are like a preferred medium that you like to yeah. work with. Um, so correct me if you know, that's not not totally correct. Because you, but do, cause you do, do like photography and yeah, uh, it's other like graphic design well, as well. Yeah. Too, yeah. Right? But I'm just wondering, I guess, like if, if there's something that you like specifically about doing portraits with charcoal.
1: It's Well it's actually pencil It's all graphite Mm. So it's all graphite I just feel like So now my work has transitioned a lot I used to like I used to love doing um, Graphite Realistic Realism illustrations And then I felt like it also put a halt In my career personally Mm -hmm. Just because I'm like Okay this is to me It was just repetitive work Mm -hmm. Like okay I can replicate The bottle the wine bottle there Mm -hmm. and draw it Exactly what it looks like but what is it doing To my brain like am Mm I am I learning From this am I getting better and I completely stopped and I'm like okay Like how can how can I better Myself and I started loving cartoon work Mm -hmm. In the same style with a graphite And I just feel like with You know, like when you when you don't have resources for anything, you could create art. And like my thing was always I could have a pencil and I could have a paper Mm -hmm. and like that's I don't need anything fancier. Now I want to get into like, I'm like, maybe I should start painting. Like, you know, like I really want to. That's actually my next thing. I'm like, I want to start painting. But I feel like when you just have like the most minimal thing, as long as you Mm -hmm. spark that creativity, you could keep doing it. And that's what led me to just stick to pencil. Yeah, there's
0: like something like really like accessible about mm-hmm. that, which like is, I think a lot of people think about art and they don't think about it being accessible. Yeah, paint is expensive. It, it can be it expensive. It is,
1: and I I literally gone to like to Blick and grabbed everything for painting, and I'm like, damn, can I even af- can I afford that? Like yeah. canary yellow? Like that's expensive. <laughs> it, 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 like. <laughs> easily spend like a hundred dollars and still just like have like very little quantities yeah
0: it's like a lot
1: and and I was thinking about that too like now the 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 way that I've been thinking about my art and just what I love to do it's like now I my favorite thing has become collaging Mm -hmm. whether it's like photography, with drawing, with text, with the art of printmaking and just uh, how accessible that can be to everyone. And it's like, okay, like even like I've been thinking about like just doing these classes and I'm like, all right, well, for these classes, not everyone is going to have a DSLR camera. Right. And that's not something that's actually excessive. But what we can do is teach the qualities to become a great photographer. Mm. How do you how do you actually or artists or anything uh how do you actually i feel like everything starts with your brain you know like if i teach you know i could give students a disposable camera as long as i'm teaching them the qualities they can replicate that in the future when they actually do get access to a better camera Mm -hmm. and they could do it with their phone and i feel like that's what makes great art it's like it's more about the way that you think of things and and yeah Mm -hmm. and like your ideas and how you and not necessarily how good you are at replicating that bottle of wine Mm. or drawing you know
0: or like yeah what model camera you have yeah because you could have a really expensive camera but like not have like a vision yeah and
1: i'm like you could have a really expensive camera but that photo's still bogus like you know you could but it's like it's about your eye it's about how you're gonna how you're gonna edit this Mm -hmm. how what are you capturing you know like that moment of that's just you and your camera and what you're trying to show the world
0: Yeah, no, definitely. It's all about the vision and like how you use what you have mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, no, I think I mean just like from looking at your portraits, I assumed it was charcoal. I don't I think cuz I took a portrait class mm-hmm. once and that's what we use. Yeah. But it makes sense that it's graphite. But I think that like when you draw the faces Mm -hmm. and like the shading, it like is very emotive. Mm -hmm. And so I was just wondering like what your reasoning was.
1: Yeah, no, um, all of, well, mostly all of my work stems from uh, family photos and just photos that I have now i've been i bought a little camera that i carry around and i just snap a picture of anything i feel like inspiration is not going to necessarily come from you locking yourself up in a room and looking at Mm -hmm. a piece of paper i feel like inspiration you you might connect the dots later on in life and then come back and be like wow like damn you know so it's like my um like now it's like my method has kind of been just gathering information through family photos and replicating that and kind of like mixing up um different qualities of them like in one photo i might see someone dancing now i'm having someone like from a different photo or from something i snapped on my phone and now i'm mixing all of these to create a kind of like a new family history which stems back to the fact that I don't necessarily see work like this within academia within textbooks so it's I could create my own history at any point no one necessarily knows the people in the in the in the photos besides myself so it's like I can recreate any moment however I want so it's like in some of them I switch up heads with bodies and like it just I try to make it look as Quote unquote realistic as possible so then it's like i i'm looking for those moments where where you can like uh, just to reference one when it's like i have i think 12 people in one photo and they're all drawing mm-hmm. and it looks like a huge family photo but those pictures are a collection of 12 individual photos so it's like it's you know you could really recreate any moment in mm-hmm. life and create your own history just by referencing different moments yeah that's a really dope concept
0: i know that a lot of your work kind of surrounds your mexican like a mexican identity right and i another thing i heard you mention in the tedx talk was that like your your existence like as a woman as a mexican artist is inherently political and like by extension so is your artwork Mm -hmm. and like i've kind of i've Kind of heard this concept being discussed uh before, but I just think that it's like really interesting. I was wondering if you could like elaborate more on that, yeah,
1: because I feel like even then I used to push put my own self down like, oh, I need to create this specific type of artwork, or now I'm doing graphic design, and I haven't created like a personal piece. And I used to put myself down like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and like this type of artwork is actually – I should hide it away and it's it's not valid because it's not – or important because it's not the type of artwork I'm known for but it's like anything is Mexican art at this point like mm-hmm. because I'm creating it so yes. I can't put myself down for not making the type of artwork I want or you know focusing just on family history what if I want to draw something that has nothing to do with my family history is like mm-hmm. is that not important like no what's important is that I'm putting my ideas down on paper and I am embracing that I am an artist, and I do happen to be a Mexican woman, which means that all of my work is Mexican artwork. Yeah. And it is as valid as being in a museum setting as someone that talks about family history sure. or culture.
0: Do you think that, like, your thoughts, like, I guess, around these topics have, like, I don't know, changed at all or, like, yeah, with the political so climate right now? Well,. I mean, yeah, it seems like you've been focusing on these themes mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. But now that, like, Mexican people mm-hmm. as a whole have been, like, attacked, criminalized, like, demonized, like, by, you know, mm-hmm. our administration. political, the political administration that's running the country. Like, do you feel like that has, like, impacted the way that you want to approach your art? Or, like, you just ignore them and just do you anyway? Or, like, do you think it's made you feel like you want to, like uplifted even
1: more i think what it makes me want to do is more so more so speak versus like again like not necessarily change the topics that i touch in my art because my art is like whatever topic i'm already touching on is like what what comes to me that day that moment but i feel like what that what the political climate makes me want to do is kind of more so help people that are going through this and you know speak up like this is kind of bullshit like no that's not kind of it is bullshit you know and I feel like in it it makes me wonder like what can I do rallying wise or what can I do with the actual maybe sales of my prints and like you know maybe donate them to a special cause or like in that sense not necessarily that i have to focus on this topic to make my artwork but more so what can i do outside of that can i s- have some of the pro- proceeds from that can i do an event and like maybe like donate to something else and i feel like that's the sense that that it makes me want to change as an artist by using who i am as a person to speak mm-hmm. on this topic who can who who can i be an ally with like and obviously this all hurts me but like what how can i how can i give people like a position to share their artwork or how can i extend like things that because i feel like other people are are that are so focused on um on politics and that's kind of become their their passion i feel like I can also be like all right so what can I do here at this point that is going to help people you know mm-hmm. and that's again what what I've been thinking with like with a, with uh criminal justice and like all of that like all right so how can I help people tell their stories right. like um not necessarily that I have to go and create artwork all of, like not all of my artwork is going to be around telling the stories of gang members because that's again I told the stories of my family members mm-hmm. but that's I'm not gonna make artwork just to sell it and because it's like what's what's happening now but more so now I want to go and advocate at these schools and be like all right let's let's create some scenes how do you story tell and kind of use the use who I am and what I feel to help people think about situations in a different manner or even help the youth and the younger kids mm-hmm. kind of learn their value and like, OK, my story is important and like this is who I am and like maybe this is what I can do now.
0: No, that makes sense. Um, so you're like, whereas like a lot of artists might take the approach where they just want to directly make their art about critiquing or yeah. pushing back on something mm-hmm. that like a narrative that they disagree with mm-hmm. um especially politics like mm-hmm. a lot of artists might take that approach where they're just like upfront. here's a portrait of yeah. mm-hmm. donald trump and it's like satire or whatever Um, But you sounds like your approach is more So like like what tools can I Share yeah and I feel like
1: both Of the we need both of that you know Like we need some people to focus On one end on showing that artwork And the satire and some people Can use their storytelling to Do it in another sense me I Could still do whatever I'm doing now And it's not going to make me care Less or seem like I care less Because I still care but it's like You know like there's different approaches To everything and it's like as long as we're all contributing towards a similar goal which is being compassionate and helping and you know like we can't that that's we can't bring others down for how they want to practice politics Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just like i've been thinking about something and i don't know if i have like the best way to like articulate this but just like basically how like white artists have like this privilege that, like, I mean, they're not, like, they don't, like, you know, you're, like, oh, I'm a Mexican artist, and, like, you know, like, black, there's, like, lots of black artists, and, like, they're, it's, like, oh, you're a black artist, and, but, like, white people are, like, oh, I'm just, in, like, I'm an okay, artist. Yeah. They don't, they're, white people aren't out here, like, oh, I'm, a, you know, I'm a white artist. <laughs> like, it's just, like, they are. It's, like, but they get to just be artists, yeah and we have to, like, like go like further to like identify ourselves
1: yeah and even then it's like well you know white artists don't necessarily have to go and make political art and you know they don't get brought down because it's not what their focus is you know it's like you know there's so many things that a person can do and like as long as you're helping and you're you're trying to bring out positivity like you know like there's you can't be at one place at a time and even though something hurts like it doesn't mean that you have to be the face of that cause at right. every problem mm-hmm. you know right
0: i just think that like i don't know like again i'm like i don't know how like it's just like a feeling it's just like strange that like i know this like girl and she like makes like these really like just kind of abstract like paintings and like they don't like appear to be about like anything and like i know she she sold one for like a thousand dollars or something but i'm just like
1: i wish that was me i know (laughs) but i'm just
0: like like it's not like they just like can do something it doesn't have to be about anything and like you're saying like whether or not you make something and it's about something specific it's like well you're a Mexican artist so like how is this reflective of like your experience or yeah. something and for them it's just like you know cool colors and it makes yeah, I'm like it,
1: I wish that that could be like what we do too you know like I feel like as Latino or like black like artists it, I feel like that's that's what we could we could do too I wish we could sell abstract paintings for a stack you know it just
0: feels like we have like some extra like weight or like something else like it feels like, like we like like a response or like just like a response like i feel like what you're kind of talking about and i feel this way a lot too is like we both feel like a kind of like a responsibility yeah. to like our culture or something and it's just like i don't know I just feel like it's really just something that's unique to being yeah a artist a person of color that is an artist
1: and yeah and that's the part that sucks too it's like damn like it, it just sucks that we that responsibility is placed on us and it's like all right. Well, when you are an artist of color, Latino, black, like any artist of color, it's like that 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 kind of responsibility is placed on you where it can also bring you down as sort of a, a burden exactly. in a sense where it's like oh well you know how do you feel about this mm-hmm. and it's like damn like you know hey, w- latinos and and black artists already got to think of every day like systematically like right. w- we're already put down every day on you got to work that extra job mm-hmm. just to just to be able to afford the supplies mm-hmm. you got to b- have to commute that extra hour and it's like I I barely have time to create my artwork and now it's like, mm-hmm. I have to think about that too. And it's like, yeah. it's already a thought in my head. It doesn't mean I'm like against anything, but it's like, you know, sometimes this is the idea that came to me today and mm-hmm. like, you know, it just sucks that that's, that's the position that we're put in. Yeah.
0: But it's all right. Because we're doing it. And <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. We don't mind. We'll hold it down <laughs> for the culture. <laughs> right. But it is. I just thought it was like, yeah, something like to to know, I guess. I don't know. interesting. On another topic, because I know we only have like, what, like 10 minutes or s- something left. We kind of mentioned you were talking about um working with a lot of like brands and how like kids aren't taught that, you know, that that is like, um you know, possible and like I know you so you are now like the cultural ma- manager of sh- for Chicago for Patron right mm-hmm. that's dope I'm <laughs> thank like you, I do hear <laughs> more about that that sounds cool I'm like what are you doing <laughs> that Awesome. but yeah I know you've just like you've worked with like a lot of like really big brands already like just like Nike Jordan Red Bull like you did something with like the Cubs this year like right just to name a few but I was just curious like if you have any I don't know like tips to like for like aspiring artists or like is like social media like a tool like how do you use that to like i don't know like get to these brands cuz like like you said i feel like some people just like are, don't think that that's possible but yeah. like you doing it how's that going
1: <laughs> it, it's going well i think what what has helped me is kind of like i l- let me think of this one you know sure. cuz it's hard to give good advice mhm one one thing that I was actually speaking about, um, I feel like you have to take care of yourself. And with that being said, I do, I do like focusing on healthy eating and going to the gym. And w- what I always say is like, you know, I feel like Jay Balvin has gone very far in his career mm-hmm. by meditation, by taking care of himself. And I feel like these are qualities that are never taught to people of color that yes you need to prioritize your mental health and you know which they haven't you know Mm -hmm. and it's like if we begin to teach people to love themselves and you know this is how you can express yourself and Mm -hmm. take care of yourself every day i feel like that's how you can reflect that energy to be nicer to people and be positive about the next opportunity and i feel like that's that's something that has helped me a lot it's like you know sometimes i to be open i had to cancel this podcast last week because i was feeling like shit and it's like you know what i ended up doing it's like all right I don't want to act like a mean person for the rest of the week or have this be, uh, like, a continuous problem. Like, what can I do to fix what's going on in my life? And, like, sometimes gym doesn't help. Sometimes help, healthy eating doesn't help. Sometimes just talking out with friends or, like, you know, sometimes it's a new day. But I feel like little little tasks like that, mm-hmm, that you do care. Yeah, self-care is going to help you get a long way. I always try to tell people, I'm like, even like being a nice person like that's really gonna help you get a long way um and just you know I I always say hi to everyone in the room I always try to be nice to people I try to just reflect who I am you know I and if I'm like and if I'm in a bad mood I lock myself up and go away you know Mm. like and I feel like that's like a lot of people just don't think that like just by being a nice person or like oh no I'm gonna stay close to myself it's like you know just be nice to everyone but even then just like more actual different type of advice, you know I always carry myself as an artist and you know I've um Building a website You got You got Wix You got You could do anything You know Mm -hmm. You With now It's like back in the day It was a little bit different Where internet wasn't As accessible Mm -hmm. Compared to now But it's like Even if you don't have a computer Head to the Mm -hmm. library pick up some books if there's something that's not being taught within the curriculum you pick up the books Mm -hmm. you go to the library you take that extra time off and go learn about it yourself you know it's hard it's hard to be educated and education is not something that's attainable to many people Mm -hmm. but instead instead of taking that time to go and be on your phone for half an hour. Spend that researching whatever you want to do. Take right. on and take on internships that are valuable that teach you valuable skills. You know, I I went to a print shop and I was interning for like a year and a half, and I learned the art of printing. And in return, I was getting free printing, and that's how I was like minimizing costs when printing zines and printing um mm-hmm. printing actual prints to sell. Um, I you know I've gotten uh with with when I when I do all of that even on social media has helped me a lot right i don't i use social media as a tool i don't use social media as my life right and i feel like if even then like if i have a series of selfies i'm like i gotta archive some yeah. I'm, like i don't want people to think i'm like just selfies like i i i try to focus more on like putting my in. artwork or like my partnerships or something like that i always tell people i'm like Yo, d- archive the pictures of the family like we could see those on the story you yeah. know like you want what do you want what's the first impression that you want to present to people mm. use this as your portfolio like mm-hmm. i but on top of that have that website you know because it's like that click away but but even then like using social media in that sense i i'm still myself on social media all my stories are me talking to the camera and mm-hmm. memes you know But I feel like when you do that, you, if you want people to show, if you want to show people you are an artist Mm. and, you know, start posting that and take it seriously. seriously. And I always tell anyone, I'm like, we're still in the area, we're in the era right now where social media can really do anything. If you want to be a baker, start baking, start posting them pictures, you bake, you could literally tell people what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I was telling that to my cousin, I'm like, yo, like why don't you just fucking i'm like even if it's for fun even if you feel like you like goofy why don't you start using social media to like work out and like Mm -hmm. post like workouts and like motivational speaking i'm like you you have such oh shit sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like you have such cool like um good dedication to working out and i'm like it'll help you relieve stress like just do it and And he's like might
0: inspire other people yeah
1: and he's like damn you're actually right like maybe i will and i think he tried it out for like three days and then he quit (laughs) but even then like you could do anything at this point
0: i feel like your advice about like just being a nice person Mm -hmm. um sounds like really obvious right but a lot of people today like especially in this culture that's like so focused on clout like yeah. a lot of people just like don't care about like being nice or inclusive of other people it's more so about like i want people to approach me
1: or like know who i am (laughs) yeah who
0: do you or like i'm not gonna like acknowledge you but then it's like oh who do you work with oh hey nice to meet you like it's like all
1: that i literally was like thinking i've been doing this thing where like everywhere i go i just say oh have a great day or like stay safe tonight like when i'm like getting my coffee or something and i feel like some people look at me as being like really weird like why the fuck is this girl talking to me but then i'm like also like these are just qualities that aren't practiced that much anymore like -hmm. you know like people are scared people don't want to talk and it's just like i i literally i'm like i go up to people how are you doing today you know like what's up what's good and i feel like so many people are surprised and i'm like but i feel like you should be like this every day with anyone you know i was at i was at pete's and the guy pushing the carts in he was working and i'm like oh how's your day going he's like oh good you just ended your exercise i'm like yeah i came to get what did i come to get (laughs) <laughs> I came to get, like, vegan butter or something. He's like, oh, cool. I'm like, well, I hope you have a nice day at work. And he's like, thank you so much. And I'm like, you know, like, these conversations, yeah. maybe now that's going to spark something in him where, mm-hmm. like, tomorrow he's going to go say what's up to the person doing something else in right. their job, you know? Yeah. And I feel like these these things will help you, not even just within your career. Like, I feel like blessings fall when you try to be a better person and mm-hmm. think of life in a positive manner. Yeah,
0: I agree. It's like... All about like good energy and yeah. like if you send that out there, it will come back to you. And I really do believe that. And I think that that's a really good note to end on. <laughs> Be nice, guys. Being nice <laughs> is like really underrated. So it is. But yeah, thank you so much for like joining us. And is there any, like where can people like follow you <laughs> or like keep up with your
1: work? I'm Runzy on everything. R-U-N-S-Y-Y-Y.
0: <laughs> that's three Ys. We'll, we'll tag it of course but um yeah is there anything else like i don't know like any anything shows coming up or anything people should be on the lookout for or just like keep up on the gram
1: keep up on the gram i'm like i don't even know what's going on in my life right now you're like, always doing something i'm not cool, that though. inspirational y'all Bitch. yes you are <laughs> well dope yeah thank you
0: again so much it was always a thank pleasure y'all. Thank you yeah dope well there's been uh systematic uh with uh sam alexis I'm Runzi. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.